Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello world, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to the show. I'm actually recording this for the first time because I'd like to start posting the vlog up on the YouTube channel, High Functioning Habits. So you can check this out there. So if you are listening to this and you've always wondered what I look like or... Um, or just prefer seeing someone speak versus listen, please check out the channel because it it uh, it is there. I just have had it shut down and, and uh, hidden until such time as I, I turned it into an, an active an active site. So welcome today. I want to talk about today about how emotions follow thoughts. And I posted this on the Instagram page this past week and I have to say, when I make a decision about a habit or something I want to change in my life or how I want to change my mind about something, the universe will usually step right in and test that resolve. And since this is definitely a something I've been sort of accepting and practicing and preaching a little bit or teaching, teaching is a better word than preaching, in the fact that I woke up myself this morning just bitter. Circling the drain type idea, just feeling very, very negative and I was letting the negative thoughts just roll right through. Not not a great start to the day. I had a great day planned. I was a guest on someone else's podcast this morning, this afternoon, excuse me, sorry. And uh, clearly I've been sitting too long. And Brandon is wonderful. So please check out Spiritual Dope. That is his new podcast. His original podcast was Fatherhood for the Rest of Us. We took our training as well as Jeremy Todd from uh, the positive side. If you follow my Instagram page, you're going to see that I share these guys' posts a lot uh, because we just we definitely resonate with each other's messages. And we all went through our training with Sam Crowley from Every Day a Saturday four and a half years ago, and we are still all have active, successful podcasts today. And it's really, really fun. The funny part is that we've never been guests on each other's podcasts, which... We're just kind of shaking our head going, why not? Well, you know what? I guess the timing just wasn't right. But it certainly is now. And I will definitely have Brandon on for all of you to hear if you want to check out uh, our conversation, which is what it was. It was an absolute just delightful conversation about so many things in life. Uh, please check out in about a month and a half the Spiritual Dope. And he'll have me uh, listed as a guest with, with his show. So I woke up this morning just super negative and I was like, no, I've got a client's books to do today. I have got the podcast to be a guest on. We just got home, you know, midday yesterday from our vacation home in Penticton, my family's um, vacation home up there. And I was just exhausted, just exhausted and woke up negative. I don't know why. I was overtired. I know that. The puppy, you know, wakes me up. 7.30 or 7 o'clock this morning, a little earlier than normal. And it's like, I'm, I just, I can't. So I, I, I literally, this is my face. So I go upstairs and uh, she's gone to the washroom. I don't feed her right away like I normally do. I just dump her on daddy in bed because he was, I could hear him moving around. And he kept her until he went to work. So that gave me, I just came straight downstairs, crawled right back into bed and conked right out for another hour, hour and a half. It was fantastic. Uh, I definitely needed it. I hadn't had great sleep in the last four or five days. I would, just was not feeling well up in Penticton for some reason. I personally think it was alcohol. I wasn't drinking a lot, but I was drinking something every day and I don't usually do that. 
And so if something was giving me this awful heartburn and it was just like, what is going on? Um, and I, you know, just been on antibiotics for over almost three weeks because of this uh, dental uh, surgery. I was just glad to see the whole of it end. And it was Thanksgiving here in Canada. So like there was a big turkey dinner to enjoy and I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> just really wasn't. But anyways, I wake up this morning back in my own bed, in my own home and just should be feeling great and I'm just not and then I started paying attention to my thoughts because they were definitely circling the drain they were spiraling and it was interesting because I just posted this you know I heard this in a course a few weeks back and then I posted it on the Instagram page and I've really been giving it some thought this last little bit how emotions follow thoughts we've from my generation especially, have been raised to think the other way around, that actually thoughts follow emotions, that we feel something and then we start thinking negative things and that's actually not the case at all. And that's why lots of the thought leaders like the Brendan Bouchards and the Tom Bilio, Bilio, I think I'm saying his name wrong, Jim Quick, they talk so heavily about changing your thought process, making a concerted effort about what you put in your mind. Like Brendan even asked me, you know, how do you recover as an empath how do you not get drained or how do you recover? And I said, being very clear of what I need for downtime. And that means not seeing people days in a row, even if it's on Zoom or my next door neighbors or anything. I cannot be around people every single day. I'm a very much a loner. And I always have been, but because I'm quite social, uh, I get mistaken for an extrovert. And actually I'm not. I'm an extroverted, extroverted introvert. All my recovery time has to come from quiet time. And it was funny because Brandon admitted that he's like my husband. They're like, hey, we just did all this. Let's go to the after party and get juiced up. Because that energy of other people feeds them. It drains me. And especially when I coach or, you know, give of myself, this too has a certain emotional and empathic drain on me. So it was interesting that he asked the question because I was, it was so prevalent to what was going on in my day today and how I was feeling this morning. But those feelings didn't come from nowhere. They came from me allowing negative thoughts to start swirling in my head again. I have managed to alienate two dear friends this past week. Now one, I needed to end the relationship. There were some components to it that just were not serving either one of us. A lot of victim mentality and that sort of thing and I said something I shouldn't have that I actually have no memory of and and kind of got attacked again I'm like you know what I can't keep doing this we've tried so I've tried so hard to stay in touch with this friendship and maintain it because a couple of years about three and a half three three and a half years ago I did something really stupid I sent an email that was passive aggressive because this dear friend of mine cleaned used to clean my house she was started a cleaning business and we wanted to support her and uh so instead of my concerns, me just doing my normal, you know, A-type personality head on, I tried to go around the back door and I sent this message. And as soon as I sent it and she responded to it, I just wanted to shoot myself in the head. It's like, oh no, she's going to knee jerk because I knew her. I know her. And she does every time because she comes from such a position of victim in pain in her own trauma in her life that she has not healed that it just sort of it bubbles out on the rest of us. And so, you know, we got past it. We maintained the friendship, but nothing like it was before. And then, that's, you know, this is about the second or third time where I've sort of got messages where she feels attacked and doesn't want to see us. And I'm like, you know what, I'm done. I'm just done. I sent her a loving message that said, sweetheart, I'm going to choose to remember all the good times. But this is not the first time this kind of attack has come. 
If I said what you said I said, I'm sorry. Own it. You've got to own when you're wrong. Um, however, experience has taught me that often these reactions are really how you feel about yourself. And it is for her. But it's very hard for her to see that. And most of us don't see that about ourselves. You know, that's why it's really important to have, um, if you're looking to be more in your life, get a coach. I mean, really and truly. If you are looking just for support and to be the best version of yourself, even without it involving a career or something like that, then get good friends around you. Create an amazing circle. That will help. Because then, and you also have to get the permission sometimes to call you on your crap. That's, you know, I have a couple of girlfriends like that and I honor them and I'm so appreciative of them because they have no problem saying, you know what, that's BS, Shelly, and this is where you're coming from. And so I finally just said, you know what, 2021 is not going to make a difference. I'm choosing just to remember the good times, but this friendship is over. And there's been no response to it. I didn't expect there to be, but it affects a lot of other people in my life as well. Now, this past week, I made a post on Facebook because I am supporting a freedom rally that's happening in Vancouver because I am very concerned with the lack of, uh, the loss of our rights that are happening with our governments overreaching and using COVID in order to create, you know, basically martial law and concentration camps. You can sugarcoat that with nicer words all you like, but that's really what it's all about because power begets power and it's all corrupting and it's really a shame because how do you... How do you ever find anyone to run your country? I don't have the answers, guys, by the way. When power corrupts so many people. Like you and I as American and Canadians, because I know I have a lot of American listeners, can all say, oh, it's Trudeau's fault, it's Trump's fault. But they're one person, guys. They still have entire cabinets around them and supporters and, and governors and premiers and mayors that are all following their craziness. And... Governments are overreaching and they're creating laws without due process. Like in Canada, our prime minister has been, should be actually um, removed from office. He's had three strikes against him for ethics violations. And yet no one's removing him. Like that used to be a full on, you're done. You were escorted from the office and you're done. New leader steps in or an election's called. Nope, nothing. He has passed laws that have nothing to do with due process. So always remember when you're, don't get so angry at the one person, okay? Because they are just a cog in a wheel of a lot of perhaps other evil that's going on. It's hard to say. I don't have all the answers. I just know when my rights are being taken away and governments are creating division amongst people and hatred, we have a problem. The negative thoughts, but this is the kind of stuff that's out there that's creating my negative thought process. Why can't people see what's going on? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I care? What am I bothering with? Oh my goodness, the mind chatter just goes on and on and on. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you have experienced exactly the same thing. Okay? So the really quick question here is, how do you short circuit it? Think of something positive immediately. So I put my arms around my clean puppy gave her a kiss on the head and went, this is a good thing in my life. Then I thought about the fact that I'm in a home. I might not be happy with how this home is being maintained right now because my husband and I are lacking the energy and the physical ability to keep up on almost three quarters of an acre 
um, you know, the first year or two, my goodness, the house was power washed every year, all the soffits, all the, you know, they're just, there was, you didn't walk up to my front door and see spider webs hanging and all the lights like you do right now. I basically am looking great for Halloween. <laughs> Um, so my frustration gets very high and then I start blaming him. Well, he's not getting his jobs done. Well, neither am I, but we don't want to admit that to ourselves. We don't want to admit our part in this. So this goes back to, you know, thoughts and then emotions, but also goes back to the concept of, you know, what we attract, what we are creating the, the life, the universe that we are creating. The reality is what I'm looking for. Sorry, that we are creating through our thoughts but we don't want to own our own. We just want to blame. So we talked about that in the podcast with Bradley today because that is so relevant right now. If you were doing all your time pointing the finger, remember there are three fingers pointing back at you. Finger pointing and blame and anger and such, it is not the way. It is not the path to enlightenment. It is not the path to awareness and it is certainly not the path to high functioning habits. That is a path that will leave you living in regret down the road. You could be right, you could be wrong. It's just that's not the point, okay? So think about these things in your own life. How can you change your thought process? I did a year ago or so with my husband because our marriage was in trouble. And the only thing that was going to change it was me changing my way of thinking, okay? The only thing that was going to change my mood getting out of bed this morning was my way of thinking, was to say, thank you, there's a roof over my head and there's food in my refrigerator, that I have this wonderful, loving puppy to snuggle up to, that I have a man that, I mean, all my listeners know I'm married to a functioning alcoholic, but he is a loving individual who looks after me and never wakes up grumpy or hungover or anything like that. It's, it's quite phenomenal, actually, how that man functions in life. But you know what? He's facing his own demons. They're not my demons and they're not mine to fix. Now, if I was living with an alcoholic that was abusive, I would be out of the situation immediately. And if you're living in that, please get help now, okay? You are enough and the other person's demons are not your, yours to suffer through. For me, it's really just more lifestyle uh, than anything else. So I still have this really amazing man that's got this amazing heart, would do anything for anybody, generous to a fault. And yes, he smokes cigars on occasion and drinks more than, way more than I would ever, I'm ever, I'm going to be comfortable with. That is his journey. But when I was blaming and angry and you, 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 then where's the focus? The focus is all in the wrong place. So these are things you need to, you need to kind of accept. When you can change your thought process, you will change your emotional reaction to things. When you can change your belief structure, you will change your emotional reaction to things. I'm not saying this is easy. This has taken me years. It is taking me 25 years really to get to this point. Uh, and very much so through, through the fibro, you know, instead of living in victim of why did this happen to me and why is God punishing me? I'm now able to ask the question when I'm in extreme pain, like if you're my regular listeners, you know that September has been a awful, awful month for pain for me between the abscess tooth and then the surgery and the nerve pain in the back and the arms going numb, numb from the uh, calcification I've got in all the little holes that where my nerve endings go through that the only way to fix this is surgery. And I'm on a, you know, probably a two year waiting list now for this. I just could, I didn't think I was going to be able to handle one more thing. It was just, I can't live in this kind of pain. I can't live. I, I can't, I can't, I can't. That was my, you know, it was becoming my, my daily regime. It's like, no, yes, I can. I can get up and get through another day. 
And at least when we finally found, I went to emergency and found the answers on the neck. Now I've got something I can focus on to find a solution for. Okay. So blindly whining and living in victim is very dangerous and a very detrimental habit to get into. You can break it. You absolutely can. It is not easy. Nothing in life worth having is easy. Okay. Changing is not easy, but don't try and change a dozen things. Change one thing. Maybe you need to give gratitude every morning. Maybe you need to do a gratitude journal at night so you can just write down one little thing that you're grateful for instead of the 27 things that you're allowing your gerbil wheel in your head who's living in the past and manifesting nothing but more gerbil wheel negativity in your present. Be more like Joe Dispenza says. Visualize where you want to be like you've already lived it. To me, I've already been on a stage speaking to a thousand people. One day that will happen for me. Maybe it'll be 10,000 people. I don't know. But I've already made it happen in my mind. I've wanted to be a speaker for years now. The podcast was sort of my training ground. And as, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. So it probably will never end. This will always be a value added to my coaches, coaching business and my thought leader business. But I can see that happening. Who would have ever thought I would have podcast? I was an accounting professional. I was a single mom for many, many years. You know what? I grew up in the 60s, 70s, and then the 80s where, you know, we were told that women could, that we were just sold a line of BS that we could be raise our children, work full time, still clean our house, and still cook dinner for our husband every night. Uh, no. Who on earth ever thought that was a brilliant idea? Uh, no, all that the powers that be did was, yeah, we needed the vote because we are equal to men. Thank you very much. But we do not need to be choosing five full-time careers versus their one and thinking that we can handle it all. We can't. We're not super women. So yeah, very glad the 80s and 90s especially are over that this superwoman mentality is done with. No. Children need raising. Homes need looking after. If you own or have these things, they require your time and effort. And that not, is not necessarily always there if you are stretched 100% to the max. And especially in nowadays, there's a lot of times when women are the major breadwinners. They're, they bring home the bigger paycheck. They might have that. And I, I was one of them. So when I got sick, all of that ended in our lives. And that was a really tough thing to accept. Now, I was pretty lucky that I had, had a husband that, uh, I guess we could say, is more evolved. And although he's a very much a guy's guy, and I don't you know, throw it in his face that I made more money than him, it was still a fact that, yes, my income built the house and paid the mortgage. I just, it just was the deal. And when it went away and it was all on him, that was a huge pressure for him. Huge. So think about some of these things from the other person's perspective and point of view when you were wondering, you know, why is someone reacting that way? Why are they thinking that way? Why are they feeling that way? Because their thought process is driving an emotional response. And actually, if you can own this exercise and start seeing how people play out emotionally, you're often able to take it a step backwards and unravel what perhaps they might be thinking once you understand it especially about yourself. Okay. And it's not something we want to learn to be in judgment. It's just, it just helps you understand and get less hurt by things around you. I can't even begin to tell you the difference I feel about my family now that I've sort of unraveled some of this, 
especially with my sister's behavior and my sister in general, once I did an ancestral clearing of, of her in my past life, I just don't harbor. I still have thoughts like this morning I did. I was spiraling because of some stuff she's pulling lately. And it's like, nope, nope, that's just a story I'm telling myself. I don't need to buy into that. I don't need to believe that. You know, what is for me will come to me. It is totally fine. It is good. But you have to practice that and then train yourself to change how you view things and how you are thinking of things. Okay. So remember, emotions follow thoughts. So instead of always worried about your emotions and if you're too sensitive, like I've been told that my whole life, you're just too sensitive, Shelly. Well, you know what? My sister who has tormented me with that her whole life got a me for a daughter. Her middle one, Riley, you know, from the time she was just a little tyke, would just cry on a dime. Like she was so emotional and it drove Angie crazy. And for me, it was like, well, it is what it is. She's a fantastic uh, preschool teacher now because her empathic abilities... That emotional side to her that the family tried to squash and made fun of is her greatest strength. And now that I have changed careers in my life and realized that their opinion of me does not matter, that I am have an empathic ability that I have kept very, very locked down my whole life that it just kept leaking out uncontrollably. So instead of being seen as an empathic individual, I was seen as overly emotional has changed everything for me. It changes how I feel about myself, how I view the world, and the lens that I see other people hurting and behaving certain ways as well. It opened all of those doors for me. So it was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. There are lots of resources out there. And like I mentioned on my last podcast, I have one more spot. I am willing to take on a pro bono client. So if there is something that you feel like you would just like a little hand with in life and some of these limiting beliefs you would like to let go of, please reach out to me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Livingwellwithshell, that is the tag for everything on social media. Alrighty, have a great day everyone and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.